Hello everyone and welcome to Writing Quest. My name is Brendan Pugh and in today's episode we are going to be talking about book three of The Wheel of Time, The Dragon Reborn. Huzzah! So as you know, when we do these reviews, I kind of give you a few of the bad things and a few of the good things of what I felt uh, happened in the book. And so I'm going to start with the bad, as always. We can end on a good note. And so here we go. Number one, it was fairly predictable. Um, I This is the first one of the first three that I've read that I felt like basically from the beginning, I kind of knew it was going to happen. There was nothing really in it that was super surprising. Some of the magic system stuff was a little surprising and cool, but we'll get to that a little bit later. And But it didn't really um, have any, you know, basically from the beginning of the book, um, <clears throat> they have some dreams and some things happen that foreshadow events at the end and you kind of can just guess what's going to happen so that was kind of the first thing where i just i felt like it was fairly predictable whereas the first two i really had no idea where it was going to go um especially the great hunt i kind of had no you know i didn't really know what was going to happen so this one for me just was very predictable Number two, I don't really care about Moraine right now. Uh, I really liked her in Eye of the World, and I liked her in Great Hunt, although she's not in the Great Hunt too much. Um, but pretty much everything in this book, um, she's not in it, even in it a whole lot, but she's just not my favorite right now. She's definitely turning into just like the manipulator character. She's just meddling and putting her hands and everything and like trying to steer the events of the world. And I just... Um, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of her. I do. I'm liking Lan. I like Lan as a cool character. But at the same time, he hasn't had a whole lot of different character development yet. He's pretty much just been the same thing. Um, They definitely had a couple of good character moments for them. And I can see him diving into uh, Moraine and Lan's relationship a little bit more and what it means to be an Aes Sedai and the Warder and how it all works together. But ultimately, I'm just not a big fan of their storyline at the moment. Number three, the Aes Sedai and the Amarlin Seat. Pretty much don't like any of them. Uh, the whole thing is, it's so interesting. It actually is a really good commentary on, you know, normal life and that you know, they're talking about them being Taviran and the pattern of the wheel weaves around them. And then there they are trying to manipulate everything and make it all happen. And it's like, well, if the pattern has a plan and these three people can manipulate the plan around them, what can the Aes Sedai and the Amarlin do? Um, the stuff with the Black Aja is cool and the pursuit of them. But the actual like what the Amarlin seat and the Aes Sedai are doing back at the White Tower is just mostly annoying to me. Number four, Rand's character development is eh. Um, obviously, it's early in the series, and surprisingly, what's hilarious about this book being called The Dragon Reborn is that Rand is barely in it. Um, I feel like he, you know, I, I'm under, I understand that there's definitely, like, you know, parts of the story that, you know, there's all these long-standing legends and myths, and so he's feeling this, like, if I am the Dragon Reborn, then I'm destined to go crazy and I have no choice. But I do feel like he's kind of just accepting it pretty quick. Like he's just like, well, I'm going to go crazy. And so that's just how it is. Um, I, I feel like 
uh, if from the beginning of the book, he would have fought it a little bit more. He would have be, you know, fighting against some of those things a little more. And maybe he does later on. Obviously, once again, these reviews are based on a very long series and I've only read the first three books. So, you know, be nice to me as far as that happens. But at this point with Rand, I'm kind of like, eh, I don't really care about him too much. I liked him a lot in the first two. The Great Hunt is obviously a huge book for Rand. It's a huge, like, you know, the whole story pretty much stays with Rand. And so this one, of course, is totally not about Rand. And so I really just think he's kind of meh at this point. And number five, the disregarding of everything that happened with the Horn of Valier. Um, so not to get any too, too many spoilers, but the Great Hunt was all about the hunt for the Horn of Valier. And the events of book two, I feel like, don't really affect the events of book three um there there's a little bit like in the beginning of you know rand revealing himself and and all that stuff kind of is filtering as a legend throughout the whole world but i just like they just it just went away like they they did some stuff with matt getting healed from the dagger and they kind of talked about it but then they just they just kind of abandoned it and to me it was like i feel like they set that up as such a huge thing and then it just became not a big in book three obviously it's going to come back around but i thought it was strange that we didn't really deal with it too much at all all right on to the good number one perrin and the wolf brother stuff i just think it's super cool the whole beginning of the dragon reborn the first i don't know like four or five chapters is all with perrin and moraine and i just i'm loving it i think all the wolf stuff is super cool it's super unique stuff that you know i've never really seen before and considering the fact that the book i'm writing has a lot to do with wolves um it's really cool to be reading another book that has wolves because that's not something i've seen a lot of um you link put some stuff down in the comments below if you know of some other stuff that has wolves that's really good but I'm a big fan of Perrin and the Wolf Brothers stuff. I think his storyline is super cool, and I think the stuff they're going to do is really cool with it. Number two, the story with three girls, Elaine, Egwene, and Nynaeve. Um, you know, they're not necessarily my favorite characters. If you, you know, like, I, I don't necessarily like any of them individually, but as a group, it's kind of cool to watch what they're doing and how they're going about things, um, progressing through the Aes Sedai stuff, going on this mission to find the Black Aja and how their powers are developing and starting to show like that they are some of the most powerful that there are like glimpses of that are coming through. And so I just think it's a really there. It's a cool group story. Again, I don't miss naive. I talked about in the last book where she started becoming pretty cool to me, but you know, I just, as individual characters are not necessarily my favorite right now, but the group story is pretty cool. And it's pretty cool to watch them kind of all travel through the world and experience things in a different way and their powers changing and all that stuff. Number three, this one was definitely one of my favorite things of book three, and it's been one of my favorite things of the whole series, is the continuing development of the magic systems and the different magic systems and how they interact. This one was really heavy on the dream world, and so there's like the dream world and all the elemental stuff and the Aes Sedai power and the one power, just how it all like... like it's, it's a really cool lesson in seeing how you can have multiple magic systems that are not really related, but interact. And I think that's something that we've fallen into with a lot of fantasy recently, where it's like, 
there's one magic system. There's just one type of magic system and that's all there is. And it's really cool to see like there's this dream world and there's the one power and there's all this stuff and how it interacts. And it's probably all related somehow, which I haven't gotten to yet, but currently how it's being presented as different magic systems that all kind of have their own rules, but then interact in certain ways. It's a really cool concept and I'm really enjoying that a lot. Number four, Matt and Tom's relationship is super duper cool. I'm loving all the stuff with Matt and having luck and the dice games and uh, Tom going along for the ride and being kind of a grumpy Gus about the whole thing. Um, it's just a really cool pairing. It's a really cool, you know, you have the two most carefree characters, but they're carefree in different ways. Tom is carefree, but he's not so much he, you know, he wants to stay out of danger, but he's carefree and like nonchalant about caring about the story. Whereas Matt is way more interested in the actual story, but he's a little more carefree about the danger. So it's kind of cool just to see them interact and then all the stuff going on with Matt and his luck and he's playing dice games and making money. And um, one of, I, you know, when I read Eye of the World, all of the going to all these different bars and villages and stuff was really tedious to me. But now that I'm further in and into the Dragon Reborn, um, I it's kind of a cool thing thing to see them like hopping to all these different taverns and bars and staying at all these different inns and like meeting all these different people it really does help solidify the character development of the story for sure and number five the development of the forsaken um this was a super cool thing to me i love how it's kind of subversive so we're starting to get these glimpses of like we said we didn't really have anything in the eye of the world we had a little bit and then the great hunt had a few more things that started popping up and they started talking about some more. And now with this one, they start revealing some different things about them. And so it's kind of a cool way of like, you didn't, you're playing with who the enemy is. And so you are meeting all these random people and you don't think they're enemies and now they are enemies and some things you thought from the first book that were one thing are now another thing. And so it's really cool to watch the development of like, that I think that's one of the best things about Robert Jordan's world is because it feels so ancient and people have lost touch with what the history is and all the things to study. Um, it's cool to see him starting to weave together when how people realize what things are. And so the Forsaken, I think, are going to be a really cool thing later on. Uh, that's what it feels like to me at this point. So that that's it. So those are my five bad and my five good things about the Dragon Reborn. Overall, this was definitely not my favorite. It's uh, I liked it better than I have the world, but I so far, The Great Hunt is my favorite of the three I've read. Currently, I've just started The Shadow Rising, book four. Um, only a few hundred pages into that right now. Um, the length of that book significantly jumped from The Dragon Reborn, but that's where I'm at. I'm into the book four, and I'm... Uh, I think my order of books so far would be uh, Eye of the Worlds on the bottom, then Dragon Reborn is second, and then The Great Hunt is third, currently my favorite. So that's it for this review. Thanks for watching. Put a comment below. Let's talk about it. If you have any insights or things I'm missing, please let me know and let's have a discussion. And we'll see you next time on Writing Quest. Huzzah! Huzzah!